previously? No, it, it's my, it's my, it's leaps and Okay, that explains it. All right, yeah. let me get the U stream going. My mother may be in the crowd tonight. Why? That's interesting. How, isn't that just weird? That's all right. Fun. Jen is um, going to be joining us in a few minutes. All right, we're go- we're definitely having the full body experience on tonight's podcast because I need to show you what Danielle is doing to herself right now. What? <laughs> oh, God, this is the like, Danielle. This is the most unusual. Get- set up that we've ever had on an episode of one of these days she's just gonna like up and divorce you off of something she did on you did on this show just and you know like, what she'll do yeah, she'll do it she'll, yeah, she's I'll do great. it on the show she'll do it on the show cause she's really into ratings at sweeps <laughs> sweep. wait <laughs> till May sweeps. wait till May okay wait till May we were actually so watching so does this mean I need to be on the live stream to see what you're doing now uh well it doesn't matter you can if you want um, Ryan, you embarrass me. I, 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 every day you make my life a little worse. Hi. Chat is getting. All right, the, tell the chat we are, we are, we are we, live. We have two out of seven hundred eighty well, well, people. That, on that's really good for us. That's like that, that's like we're, we're number two. We're, we're like the NBC <laughs> of of podcasts. Mm. Do you know NBC <laughs> got beat by a rerun of Bill O'Reilly? Ugh. That's how that's far. Kind of that's how far they've fallen. It's really kind of depressing. NBC is uh, taking some huge hits. It is now. We're doing a um, a full body podcast this evening. We're going to talk about weight loss. We're going to talk about uh, nutrition. We're going to talk about where you buy your food. And um, Danielle is taking it in a different direction here. Now, background: Danielle has. Paper thin. No skin. I yes. don't have paper thin skin. Well, I have. have very very sensitive skin. She does. She was in the kitchen cooking, and she was reaching into the oven to to put a pan in or take a pan out. And the so her arm is is out, and her palm is up. And the top of her arm just nicked the top of the of the stove as she was reaching in, and it it, it, it burned. And for most of us, it would burn, and over a couple of days, it would scab. Now Danielle. Anytime she even like puts a bandage over it, she gets a bandage size rash on her arm. Yeah. So she gets That's like a because you're allergic to the bandages. Yeah, but the thing is, I'm allergic to even non-stick pads because that's all I used. I only used a non-stick pad that had nothing on it. Um, and I have an exact two by three red rash on my arm that's the same size as the pad. Like no adhesive. I didn't. I don't use anything with adhesives because that's even worse. But like, even just your basic nonstick pad to cover up a burn, I can't even tolerate it. Like, it just makes me break out in a rash. Now, what are you doing right now? So she has. A- so right now, I have. Um, I don't know if anybody's heard of it. I hadn't heard of it till my dermatologist told me. It's called Dombro. It's basically an aluminum acetate soak, and it's really good for minor skin irritations. So I'm soaking my burn slash rash with a cold cloth as we podcast because I can't move my arm. So it's a good way to, good time to do it. <laughs> it is. It, that makes sense. And it goes with the theme to that. Well, I feel really bad for her because last time this happened. Oh yeah. How did, really I, don't, bad. I don't even remember how you burned yourself last time. The last yeah. time I did it, I burned myself at work. It was much worse because it was up like the oven is probably like at 500 degrees and I just barely touched the top of it with my arm and that my doctor gave me um, Silvadine cream, which is commonly used to help burns, you know, to heal and prevent infection. Mm-hmm. 
And apparently I'm uber allergic to Sylvidine cream, so it well, got... Well, we thought she had a staph infection. We actually yeah, thought... Yeah, so that... I, I kept going back to the doctor, and they were like, oh, I, they're freaking me out because they are not apparently realizing it's an allergic reaction, and they think I have a staph infection that's, like, resistant to antibiotics. So they, like, want me to... They're putting me on all these drugs, and, like, I'm feeling, like, all freaked out. My arm is swollen. It's red raw, like, raw and, like oozing it's disgusting like i i wanted to like cut my arm off that's how bad it was like we have pictures it's it's pretty bad so i'm so glad i'm eating while you're oh, i'm sorry i'm really sorry but anyway why are you eating in a podcast dude <laughs> <laughs> it's the theme bob so finally like on oh, my right. i think it was like on my fourth visit in like a matter of days to my doctor they were like we fit you in for an emergency appointment at the dermatologist which thankfully was right down the stairs so i go downstairs she took one look at it she's like yeah you're allergic to whatever they're having you put on this burn she's like i'm giving you um because you could tell because the 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 rash was the shape of the but it was the cream no it was the Mm -hmm. cream so anyway they gave me um prednisone within i kid you not like two hours of taking prednisone it started to clear up and we had chinese for lunch it was uh it was yeah it was pretty bad So, the, so this is oh, Ryan. this is Dana. So, well, she because she, she was starving. So and my that, skin is just so sensitive. So anyway, it's fun. I have sensitive skin. I feel your pain. Yeah, it's it's awful sometimes. I just kind of want to claw it off. But <laughs> yeah, skin issues are not yeah, it fun. Sucks. And it just stinks. So I was saying to Ryan last night, I was like, you know, they have all these you know medications and pills and wonder cures for so many things but they like can't figure out eczema and like why we can't just cure it it's like it's really Seriously. annoying <laughs> it's annoying for those of us that have it yeah I, the, the cream that i make daniel yeah can you use can you use anything with calendula in it i think so i don't think i've ever had a reaction to that but i could let you know <laughs> because um like most natural things I'm okay with. Like I tend to stick with, um, you know, like all natural shampoos. I have a seaweed shampoo that's really good and I do well with it. Um, usually I'm okay with, with stuff like that. The reason I'm asking is the painter that we had a few years ago mm-hmm. has really had really bad eczema. Yeah. And he used the stuff that I make yeah. and he liked to bottles of it home with him because uh, he said it cleared it up so it worked. really well. Yeah. Well, so like, I guess I need to make hmm. you something. Mine, you know, unfortunately with like the job I'm in, you know, I'm prone to burns, which is not good. And, um, the, you know, a kitchen is very dry because the oven gives off so much heat that, that it's a very mm-hmm. dry environment. So I don't, you know, ideally I would live in like apparently, you know, like a very humid environment that would be good for my skin. But I hate hum- right. I hate humidity, so it's not like I would ever really move to a place like that. But no. um, mm-hmm. so it's just kind of extra tough, given that I'm a baker and I do tend to hurt myself, and my skin is very dry anyway. So it's kind of tough, but you know, yeah. I just kind of live with it. You weren't built for Montana. I apparently was was not. You were you were not built. For apparently, Montana. I'm built for like the Everglades or something. I don't know. I don't know if you could do alligator <laughs> <laughs> someplace humid. Oh goodness. All right, so we're waiting on Jen. Jen will be here in a moment. Uh, Jen's – her charger is not working, so her laptop is not working, so she's going to try and iPad herself in. Okay. <laughs> so I, 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 there, there, there's never been a problem with that before. So no, and, no, never. Um, we're welcoming – Julia's on – she's on the line, but Julia's listening in. 
because she had one of my favorite reactions when I mentioned that we were doing a, a podcast that the weight loss will be one of the topics. Mm-hmm. She reminded me that there was 50 pounds more of Julia the last time we spoke. <laughs> That's such a great So she was going to try and weigh in. And another Pufuanian who... <laughs> weigh in. Sorry. Weigh, you'll, you get it? Oh, and we have so another Pufuanian who I reached out to to let her know the topic tonight. And she's like, I may not be able to listen in. I'm on the elliptical. So she instantly is like far more energetic than I am today. But I think we actually got her. Or got like her in every day. Every, every and day. I just got a Facebook message from another member who asked how to work the Ustream. So um, that's just, a third person. I'm so excited to talk about like food and organics. and. Well, the first response we got was, I believe it was from Selena, was, are you only going to do one of these? It's like, we haven't even done it yet. And you're waiting for the second podcast. I think that's kind of cool. I'm so very excited about talking about the integrity of our food. being a two episode deal. I think, I think it may be like a new weekly series. We'll do like a point of... Like right after the Walking Dead segment? Yes, exactly. It can be like the Talking Dead. No, I haven't seen... Now, we're not going to talk about it tonight, Bob, but I haven't seen last nope. week's episode yet, so I have to... You need... Oh, I need I, uh, I Bob's mad at you. Bob, Bob is distressed. All right. I'm almost as mad at Ryan as I am so at this stupid laptop. We're getting, <laughs> we're getting people saying that we're cutting in and out. Julia has posted that uh-huh. on Facebook, yeah. and April has just posted that in the chat. Hmm. We're, we're, so, we're in and out. All right. I'm going to um, remodulate the something, something. Now, here's a good question. You're not we, doing anything. I, okay. You're not supposed to tell me. <laughs> now, one thing, if you're listening to us and we're not cutting out, let us know. Because then if there's at least one of you, you know, maybe that could be, you know. Julia has actually left us. Julia has left us. She said it's cutting well. out so much that she had to leave. I'm sorry, I'm reading things. I should probably be talking. All right. So. Yeah, Jenny, Jenny's so, telling us that uh, she got into The Walking Dead because you've been yabbing about it all the time. Well, that's good because I am a yabber. So hopefully people can hear us. If you can hear us and we're not cutting in and out, let us know because if we're cutting in and out, I really have no earthly idea how to fix that because, you know. I mean, is some of it just people's internet or it, it could, is it, it just – It could be the internet. Is it us? It could be the know. internet. Because it could the, be Ustream. It could be Ustream. Okay. Now, the thing with the internet is it's not a big truck that you can put stuff on. It's a series of tubes. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So Totally. Yeah. Thank you for so, that. So while we're waiting for Jen to iPad in, I mean, this is something that I think you guys – oh, Bob. Yes. We haven't started yet. But Jen's not here. We haven't, but Jen's not here yet. Why don't we make small talk and jibber jabber? Or one of us can just say, I'm Jan. I'm Jan. I'm a bar hall. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I'll, I was going to I was gonna uh, actually uh, add in on the eczema chat because I yeah. actually have eczema as well. Isn't it um, so frustrating? Oh, you can do got, cream I think, tips. I think I got it from my previous job. Really? Um, I, yeah. I used to work for, for a, uh, a large... Uh, a large big box uh, retail uh, hardware store. Yeah. And uh, I used to work uh, in their lumber and building materials department. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was in like practically in constant contact with, with concrete mm-hmm. and lye. Ooh. And yeah, that stuff just messes you up. Yep. So mm-hmm. eventually my hands just got to a point where it's like, mm, yeah, we, we aren't happy with you anymore. So Do you have hand? I mean, yeah. Do you have hand eczema? I do. I get that too. I get it. Like when I was still working for that company, I would get it all the time. But literally, as soon as I stopped working for that company, if like I may get like issues a couple times a year. Yeah. So being not being around concrete is to my benefit. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. 
Well, like I said, I think if I had like an office job and I lived in 90 degree humidity, I probably wouldn't really have any issues because mine stems from dry skin, you know, and it just, mm-hmm. especially in the winter right now, when we have like this winter that will never end in New England right now, it's, it's been really rough. Um, it just, mm-hmm. it just it fla- it flares. Like it's been rough. It flares so bad. Um, it's just uncomfortable. I mean, I know it's not like the end of the world, but when you constantly have itchy skin or it's like you have rashes for no reason, it's just so, it's so frustrating. And I don't really have to like relying on taking steroid creams or whatever because they're not really that good for your skin if you use them too much. So I try to mm-hmm. limit how much I use them, but sometimes it's all that works, you know? Yeah. So. Well, I'll try. Did did I make you a batch of the Colchula um, stuff? I can't. I don't. I, I don't know. Think I made so. I can't remember. I know you sent us um, the, bug the insect does. bomb, and mm-hmm. um, I'll have to check upstairs. I have it all like in my bedside table because I always have to like slather on the cream before I go to bed. We joke when we go to bed. Like I try and like hang on until she you know is ready to go to bed so we can turn the lights out. But we joke that she does a cream treatment. So it's about 20 minutes of, of, of applying various ointments. Now, Jen is, I believe, with us. Jan? Jan? Hi. Hi. It's Jan. Jan. She's from Bar Hall. It's just, why is everybody making fun of me? <laughs> no particular way. Why not? No, sure. I know. I know it. I'm sorry. No, that's totally fine. No, we're, um, apparently, we're, we're cutting in and out on the live chat. And, or Jenny can hear us. So we have at least Jenny here. Um, so mm-hmm. the good news is if you think it's a fabulous topic but you can't hear us, you can listen to this thing once it's over, apparently, on Ustream. You can listen to the, to the live stream. Um, Jen, we're talking about eczema, friend or foe, and foe is winning so far. <laughs> Foe. Foe. Definitely foe. Definitely yeah. foe. It sucks. <laughs> who, who has eczema and goes, oh, yes. I know, right? <laughs> Who's like, yes, lucky me. I mean, really. Uh, it can suck a duck. So uh, that, that's about as, as <laughs> horrible as Danielle's going to be tonight. Now, before we start the podcast, Danielle, you finally found a really good eczema cream. Well, yes. yeah, I guess. Would, would you like to share that with the, with the clan? Um, no, you want to keep it to yourself? Well, no, I just... No, it's not that big of a deal. I use CeraVe. It seems to work. Well, you know what could also be good? What? Okay. That's kind of part of, part of why I'm late. Okay. <laughs> Way back when, my friend invited me over to her house to go to this Rodin and Fields party because Britney Spears' mom was hosting it. And I was like, cool, it's Britney Spears' mom. Yeah, I'll go. So I went and like hung out with Lynn Spears. And it was awesome. <laughs> And I didn't buy anything because it's freaking expensive as hell. But, um, so I went home. Well, anyway, my cousin calls me yesterday and she goes, Jen, Jen, we're having another party. We're having another Rodin and Fields party. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, I can't afford any of that. She goes, there's going to be margaritas. I was like, I'm in. <laughs> so I went. And- so you're drunk and you got home late? I'm well, no, that's I was that's where I was. Well, we got out to. We, oh, it's just such a long story. We were we got there late yeah. because Lee is acting weird, and we have to take him to the doctor. But um, and then we were late, and I thought we should stay late. I was supposed to leave at seven. We didn't end up leaving till seven thirty because I felt like you can't just walk in, drink margaritas, and leave. You have to talk. And so then, uh, so I rushed home, yeah. and Ryan texted me, and he was like, "So how are we doing this?" And I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, that was so, the, Jen. What? Explain the type of party because it sounds like you're saying rodent 
as in a yeah. mouse or rat. That's what I thought Rodin. she said. I think it's Rodin. R-O-D-A-N. Rodin and Fields. Okay. Fields like where the wheat's at? I definitely thought she said rodent. Okay. I was like, Well, anyway, they're expensive stuff. Apparently, it's good for all sorts of skin problems, like eczema or mm. rosacea. Or- oh, because okay. I had no idea why the hell you were telling us the story about Lynn Spears. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how does well, how does Britney Spears' mom have anything to do with eczema? What the at first, hell? I thought maybe it's, she said if you drink just, a lot, you just won't care if you have eczema. Yeah. Like, you'll drink lots of margaritas and I just won't <laughs> care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I would have got there eventually. Alcohol solves everything. Yeah. Well, yes, it's like the, it only thing, the only thing I can say is that the, the, the problem, you know, when you start getting into skin issues is that one person's cure is another person's poison, you know, because what works for one person, another person's mm-hmm. allergic to. And it's just it's so hard to find. I, I must have gone through like 10 different creams before I found one that I liked. What did you find out last weekend with the alcohol and the what? Wasn't there something with the, with the uh, burn because you were drinking alcohol last weekend for the first time ever? Oh, no. Like if you have a burn. I'm assuming they mean more than like a one inch diameter burn that you shouldn't really drink any alcohol while yeah. you're healing. Yes. But that's just because it's dehydrating and you don't want to lose fluid. Well, Danielle drank all the alcohol. I had so a beer. Okay. I don't think it was going to kill me. <laughs> the beers. You know. I think I might need alcohol to heal through this episode of Point of View Weekly. I think so too. Bob really <laughs> wants to start it. Bob Let's gets start. It. Robert is from Cellcast. I called my mom and I said, I can't get the tractors. Turn off. <laughs> I've just finished taking a test on what's your seduction style. I have got to take that test. So we called the tractor guy and we said, okay, what do we do? He said, you have to crash it. My superpower is cuddles. That, that's awesome. <laughs> the Midas touch. Are you the Midas touch too? I am. I have the Midas touch. <laughs> I came so close to calling a hooker. I found a really large dead rat. I should have thrown him in the field, but I didn't want the dog to get to him. The fact that she's a real freak in the sheets and wants my youth bedroom set, (laughs) you know what? I am donating it to Goodwill because I feel dirty. But unfortunately, then the maggots come. And I'll catch y'all later. And you continue to have a very sexy voice. Talk to you later. Ryan, you're totally embarrassing me. You said he had a very sexy voice. I did. Did you not think he heard you? It was one of those things in passing. He, but he was standing right there. I gotta go. He's Thank still you. here. Oh, <laughs> That's not awkward at all, huh? No. And welcome back to Point of View Weekly, the morning yet not really morning podcast here, a part of the Potterfic Weekly family of podcasts. Yes, that's right. We're a close-knit family. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Bob. I'm the other one of your hosts of five, Ryan. <laughs> I'm Dan. I thought he was going to say, I'm Sue. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is. I'm Danielle. All right. That was, okay, Sammy's. When did the cat My My cat just made a magical appearance I, out of nowhere. I thought we locked her out. So did I. Okay, that was oh, awkward. Well. All right. They're, they're back. Mm. All right. So tonight we're going to. Get, well, so far we've been talking about eczema for half an hour. That was unforeseen. Well, because three out of five of us at this table suffer from it. Yes, very, we do. It's very frustrating. Right. Makes sense. Anyway. I used to have it, but I used some something, yeah, but the and thing it got is, rid of it, it on my elbows. It never goes away, really. It will always come back to haunt you. My mother years ago painted the deck on the house, and she had, and at the time she didn't realize it, she had like this autoimmune reaction to the deck stain. 
And for years, she broke out in this horrible full body rash only at night and only no, when she moved. You always have it, but it just, for whatever reason, feels so much itchier at night is because you're, you have nothing else to focus on. All I know is she had to come home from work, lay on the couch, yeah. and not it's move. It's awful. For years. Yeah, it's awful. But that, she laid in the I TV just room. I edited or listened to the podcast where you told this story. Yeah. Right? Really? Oh my God. I'm and it ended up being like that special <laughs> UV lighting that got rid of it. Mm hmm. The pool mm. lighting. Isn't that bizarre? It is. The, well, my mother also went to like an 88 year old dermatologist and she had to like hurry. Hey, but he it. got rid of it though. Yeah, he, he, was, he, he fixed it. So. so anyway. <clears throat> anyway. Well, I have a slightly different skin problem. Okay. Going on. What do you have? I, I don't know. Um, well, I'm allergic to dirt, which makes me oh, a really no. good farmer. Sue, <laughs> that is horrible. And, Whoa. And, dust. Whoa. <laughs> and you're like a herbologist, like, dude. Like cardboard okay. dust. If I touch cardboard, I'm, I break out in a rash really? all the time. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. So I have to be careful with the cardboard. But last year, about this time, I had a cyst in my leg that they opened out and they put me on antibiotics. Mm. And two weeks after I finished the antibiotics. I had a horrible rash on my back and arm and, Aww. you know, kind of my upper chest area. Yeah. Well, I'm at the two-week mark from finishing my antibiotics from pneumonia, and I have a rash right underneath my skin. Isn't that weird? Weird it has something to do with the antibiotics, but is it everybody like else shingles? Nuts. No, I've had shingles. It's nothing. So is it, is it itchy or is it just kind of there? It's there and it's itchy. Oh, man. And, and if I do certain things, I welt, but I've been really careful. So this morning I got up and my arm was all welts. And I'm like, oh, so. now what have I done? And I realized that the cat had decided to sleep on my head for a little while this morning. And he was kneading. On your arm? I he was kneading the pillow, but apparently he got my arm because I had little claw marks in my arm. Oh. This morning. But yeah, and. It's going away, the rash. It's not as bad, but I'll tell you, the bamboo back scratcher has been my friend yeah. for the last couple of days. It's so frustrating when you get unexplained rashes, and it's just, yeah, it's so annoying. <laughs> it is. Well, Jen, didn't you at one point have an allergic reaction to the <laughs> tube that they... <laughs> Sorry, I'm hearing a lot of background noise. Um, an allergic reaction to, like, the tube they, they put in your body or something. What was, what yeah. I it was the latex. latex. The, the pick latex. line. The pick line. Yep. Yep. And I had hives for two years because it was on the inside. Oh, it's awful. I remember that, All, Jen. We were in New I York. Was, it was horrible. Yeah. It was so horrible. And that actually leads into tonight's discussion because okay. the thing that they tried to treat me with those hives were different antidepressants, which makes you have weight gain. And... Um, so literally every 30 days, because I had hives 24-7 for two years. Ugh. I was in I was anxious all the time. Like having, like it was hell. I just seriously like screamed and cried for two yeah. years because it was horrible. Yep. Um, and it makes everything heightened. You know, it just makes every emotion you have times 10. And literally I tried to live in the bathtub. It got so bad that I was like putting hair dryer um, blowing my skin because that was the only thing. Because if you itched, it, it, oh, it's it ten worse. Times worse. Yep, makes it worse. So literally, mm -hmm. I had a hair dryer on my entire body all the time for oh. two years. Um, but every thirty days, I'd go in and they would put me on some new prescription. And when you are switching, um, and it got to the point where I'd run out out of all all of all the um, immuno whatever 
anti, mm-hmm. you know, this and that to like, like allergy medication. I ran out of all this. Nothing was effective. So even so like, started, even like steroids didn't work. No, no EpiPens wow. didn't work. Nothing worked. Wow. Um, and so they started doing thinking outside of the box and it is known that like some antidepressants also have a side effect of curing, you know, it's like when you take Benadryl, they tell you if a baby is nauseous, give them Benadryl. And you're like, why? Because that is a allergy medicine, but it's also a nausea. Yeah, because um, it's like dra- it's like Dramamine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So they put me on these antidepressants, not because I was sad, but because um, to try and he- treat the hives. And with antidepressants, one of the main things they tell you is you have to stick with one for a while for it to be effective. Otherwise, your hormones just go way out of balance. Yeah. So I was on one hormone pill for 30 days, and then I would switch to another hormone pill for 30 days, and then another one. And I did that for nine months, and then I got pregnant. Oh, my goodness. So I Mm. had put on, like, I swear, I had put on, like, 40 pounds Mm -hmm. from when I first had hives to where I was when I got pregnant. So I started pregnancy 40 pounds heavy. Well, when you have a baby, okay, it just screws everything up even more. So my hormones were screwed up. I had a baby. Weirdly enough, pregnancy cured the hives. Well, yay yeah. for that. <laughs> yay for that. Yay um, for babies. I went, back, I went back to the pulmonologist and I said, oh, and he goes, well, how did you end up getting rid of them? Because I didn't go to see them because you can't take anything when you're pregnant. I couldn't take any. Right. I had to stop it. Yeah. In fact, there was a crying um, freak out when I first found out I was pregnant because I was on so much medication. Right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but it was fine. You just stop it right then and, and everything was fine. There was nothing I could do, you know, and he was fine. But um, wow. anyway, oh um, and I said, well, you know, I got pregnant and he just laughed and said, well, that'll do it. And kind of threw his clipboard and was like, well, what can we do now? Well, okay. So I have the baby. I'm 40 pounds over plus having a baby. And when you have a baby, no, it, you're going to, you, you have the baby, you're still 20 over. It takes mm-hmm. a while. Right. You're not just going to lose that. Well, instead of um, losing it right of way, I just, I was trying to breastfeed my hormones. When your hormones are out of whack, you cannot lose weight, period. Nothing you can do makes you lose weight. You could starve yourself yep. and you'll just gain weight. It's retarded. So anyway, so I had Lee and I, I didn't really gain anything, but I didn't lose a pound. Mm. So I'm probably 60 pounds over what I was before I had hives, Oh my God. which was pretty high. I mean, that was a pretty high number. So I, after what, two years, two years go by and I finally go to the doctor and I'm like, look, I'm not losing anyway. I'm starving myself. I don't do anything. I don't drink anything. I drink water. I don't eat anything. Why can't I lose weight? And so they did all these tests and found out that there was a hormone thing. And he put me on a hormone pill for about six months. And that kind of controlled the hormone thing. But I still wasn't losing weight. And at that point, I had just given up. Whatever. I'm not going to lose any weight. I might as well enjoy a hamburger. (laughs) Um, And so I was just pissed. And I had really just kind of lost whatever self-like. I was kind of that pajama mom. Like to get dressed was effort. Yep. Like, I really just was really sad. And um, anyway, um, I got pregnant again. And, of course, you know, I didn't – I actually didn't have much weight gain with Emma. And I lost it when I had her. And so I really didn't gain any from where I started with Emma to where I am now Mm -hmm. or before before I lost weight. Anyway, so after I had Emma – um, I let my body – when you have a C-section, you just really have to – you can't work out. 
No. No, you can't. No. Like, even right now, I can't do, like, abdominal. I'm six months in to having C-section. And they cut. Mm-hmm. They cut all your abdominal muscles. Um, mm. and, and so you literally, if they say if you work out your abdomen too soon, that you can separate your abdominal muscles from something right. and you don't actually lose it. Like, it makes it ten times worse. Mm-hmm. So I've been, so what I have done is I kind of had a talk with myself and I said, okay, Jen, um, you're never going to be skinny. You're never going to be that girl that is a size six and goes around and is just, you know, can pick up something off the rack and it will fit perfectly. You will never be that girl. And that is not a sad thing. That is a realistic thing. Yeah. Like I've mm-hmm. always been yeah. kind of a, a heavier girl than the normal. Like in the class, I was on the heavier side, even though I wasn't fat, I was on the heavier side. Um, and so I said, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I've got two kids. I have got to be able to get out of bed in the morning and last all day until I go to bed. And so to do that, I have to be healthy. And so my, my kind of thing was, was to quit having that image of diets. Diets don't work because you starve yourself and then you're starving. Yep. Right. And you can't do it. So I said, I'm just going to be healthy. And literally the weight has just come off all on its own. Because you're not, you know what it is? You're not worrying about it. You have, you you finally Mm -hmm. have like this really awesome outlook that, you know, I'm just going to do what I, what's healthy for my body and your body's taking care of it. You know And it's very noticeable because it is, you look awesome, Jen. You keep posting these pictures and you look No, like I'm 32 years old. So anyone who's in my age group knows when you see a college picture of yourself or one of your friends, the first thought is how skinny was I then? Then you see a high school picture and you can't even recognize the person because they look like they're practically anorexic compared to how they look in the college. Picture. <laughs> so I'm looking at pictures of Jen and I've honestly, mm-hmm. I've been reading all the lines because I thought you were putting up college pictures of yourself. Oh no. <laughs> no, really? Cause like, like, or I'm like, it's like, like you have noticeably, like you just look so much, but, like you look great. Like even today, you put up pictures you. of the make. Like you, you look like a whole different person. And it's honestly, it's because of what you just said. Like you were saying before, the pajama mom thing, where you kind of just you know phone it in. You seem just very. You can see it in your eyes. You mm-hmm. just seem excited. Oh, yeah. And yep. that's what's kind of yep. that's what's very noticeable. And I think that you know, like one of the things that the reason I hate diets and like I see so many people, even that I work with, do these crazy fad week-long diets where you eat nothing but, you know, carrots or whatever. And it's like, you know, you're setting yourself up to fail because as soon as you're done with your diet, you maybe you lost 10 pounds or whatever, but as soon as you start eating your regular food, I mean, forget it. It's all over. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the things that really excites me about food is that, you know, our food is our nourishment. This is where we get all the good stuff that we need to survive. And yeah. the better stuff you put in, the better you're going to feel, the better you're going to look. I mean, it. don't eat crap and you won't feel like crap, you know? <laughs> well, right. and I have told myself that I'm not, I'm, I'm 30 years old, you know, more than a quarter century old. You know, I'm not going to do any diet that makes me not be able to eat anything. Exactly. Like, there are people that are like, I don't eat bread. I'm like, I love bread. 
Like, it would right. just make me really depressed to not eat bread. Yeah. So all I do is portion control. Exactly. 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 What's the diet I, I was just... telling about a couple of weeks ago? The guy, the guys in my office, they've all lost like 30 pounds, 40 pounds each. And it's the one where you eat 200 calories a day for six days. And, the, and then you can eat three pizzas if you want over the weekend. You can eat Which it whenever you want. Which is disgusting. So then all through the week, your stomach is shrinking because you're yeah. not filling it. And then on the weekend, mm-hmm. you fill it to the brim. You're going to feel sick. That's right, because they look at the results. Oh, yeah. They say, it's oh, look, right. look at all this weight I've lost, but it's not sustainable. And, and it makes no. you so tired. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I have to have the most energy ever I've ever had to have in so my life. So you probably like need, you, and you probably need, as a mom running around after two kids, you need more calories, not less. Well, <laughs> I just mm-hmm. need, I have to, I, I make myself, I will go to an apple instead of eating Well, that's Snickers, what I mean. Or I that's will... what I mean. Yeah. You need healthy calories. You need calories yes. that are full of nutrients and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You need good well, calories, not bad calories. Yes, that's Bob, what, I- <laughs> what started yours? What what inspired you to just suddenly start working out and stuff? Um, oh boy. Um, let me see. Um it's been a while. Um long time ago at my heaviest. I'll throw some numbers around. I don't know if anyone else plans on throwing numbers around. Whatever, not a big deal. I don't <laughs> mind sharing. Um, I was about 250 some odd pounds. I want to yep. say like 54, 55. Um, I was kind of a mess. Yeah. Um, and for, uh, I want to, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I just started working out mm-hmm. um, slowly. And I think I just started eating better. Yeah. Um, and it kind of started knocking me down to the 230s range. And when I kind of got into the 230s range, um, this is going to be pretty silly, but there was this girl that I was interested in, and uh, basically she wasn't, and she didn't see me in that way, which is fine. Um, uh, still good friends. But at the time, it was like, it was just kind of like this wall for me where I was like, and even though, like, I don't know, I'm not saying that my weight was the reason why she was not interested, but it was just kind of like this moment where I was like, okay. I need to do something about myself. Mm-hmm. And then so basically I went with the help of my brother. My brother, um, while he isn't technically a trainer, he's very uh, uh, health-minded, very uh, – he was the one who introduced me to all of the P90X, P90 programs. Oh, yes. Uh, he played baseball in uh, high school and uh, in college. And so he basically tasked me – he, he made himself my personal trainer. And then so basically through uh, – Eating was probably not as fantastic as fantastic as it could have been, but um, with the amount of exercise that I was doing, the weight dropped, and then it dropped to about two hundred pounds. And then, uh, kind of talking about things that are sustainable versus things that are not sustainable. <laughs> uh, at that point, uh, my brother uh, got a job that kind of basically kept him from like working with me on a regular basis, and so with him not kind of being on my case as much, I kind of stopped working out as much. And then the weight started to regain. Yeah. Uh, I started to regain the weight and I ended up being around 215 again, I think it was. But anyway, um, and then uh, thanks to a wonderful health scare, um, I then <laughs> on my own started uh, working out and doing the P90X stuff. I, I, my weapon of choice is definitely anything that has Tony Horton in it. He's annoying and kind of <laughs> stupid, but he he works for me. I don't know. Like I can actually do a lot of the exercises uh, and kind of quote him as I go. But uh, 
now I, I am now down to a hundred and ninety-one. Good for you, Bob. Pounds. Good for Yay, you, Bob. Uh, m- my next goal is to uh, be one eighty-five. When that is according to BMI, I go from obese to uh, being just overweight. <laughs> Don't you love so, those BMI things? I get surprised by the BMI thing. Oh, man. So I'm excited because no, like, I can't wait to go on Facebook and be like, I'm overweight. Are you going to do that thing, Bob, where you wear your fat pants and you hold them out like a foot from your body and be like, look what I did. Oh. Yeah, actually, it's pretty funny. I have what I call my fat pants. Oh, yeah. And sometimes like I'm in such a rush because – <laughs> okay, uh, uh, Robert shares a little bit about himself. I sometimes have a tendency to be late to things. Um, as you can tell, I sometimes I'm late to the podcast, and I'm not paying attention. And I uh, grabbed the – I always sometimes grab the wrong pair of pants. Oh, no. I just don't figure it out until I get to, like, where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is, like, um, Friday nights I work out with – not work out. I, I hang out with uh, a bunch of the college kids in my church, and they usually do things like play basketball or play hockey. And all of a sudden I instantly realize, oh, crud, I grabbed the fat pants because the pants want to come off. And I had to, like, literally have, like, one – like, if we're playing hockey, I have, like, one hand on the stick and one hand on my pants. <laughs> you saw, like, half my preschoolers this week. Yeah, I, I had this cute, my, my little Harry Potter kid came up to me today or yesterday, uh, mm-hmm. Wednesday, and he's like, Teacher Sue, can you help me with my pants? And Aww. I said, What's wrong with your pants? And I was like, Oh, wait, they're down around your knees. Let's fix this. <laughs> and I had to pull them up several times. And my little guy today, I had to pull up his pants three mm-hmm. or four times. And finally, I said, Let's see if there's any more holes on your belt. And I tightened his belt, and then he stopped having so much trouble. He's like, you made that tight. I'm like, yeah, but now they'll stop falling off. Your pants will stay on. (laughs) Well, it just reminds me, I was saying it last week. um, We had dinner with Rena and her husband, and her husband has this medical condition that it's this bizarre thing that isn't supposed to affect men his age, but it does. And one of the symptoms of it, or when he has a flare-up, he'll all of a sudden just start, he'll gain 30 pounds in water. And, yeah, it's all fluid. And I'm like, how do you wear clothes? Like, if you all of a sudden just weigh 30 pounds more than you did last week, and he has to literally have, like, a range of clothes, yeah. Yeah. depending on – because then you lose it in, like, a few days. So it's like you're you're up 30, down 15, like, in a, in a week. It's like, wow. it's like how yeah. do you function? Well, because it affects his kidneys. That's what it's uh, – Right. So, yeah, his, he gets, like, really bad fluid retention. So, yeah. of that. No, that's amazing. I'm just doing math in my head here. We had one Puffinian lose 50, one lose 60. Going yeah. on 65, we had one lose 75. Uh, now, I wanted Richard to be here tonight because mm-hmm. Richard has been very active on um, uh, Facebook about his weight loss. I'm not sure what number he's up to now, but he uh, – and I just want to say this too. This is – I've seen two people do it so far, and I'm one of those people on Facebook I try and only t- to put – you know, happy things, things that, you know what I mean? Like I'm like, I don't try and like embarrass myself or anything. And a lot of people on Facebook have posted, Hey guys, here's what I weigh. I need to lose weight. I mm-hmm. need you to be on my case. If I start posting pictures mm-hmm. of me eating mm-hmm. a pizza, I need you to give me a really hard time. 
Well, and, we're, that, and that's exactly that's what Richard what he did. did. And I think that's yeah. the most courageous thing to do. Yeah. It's way more courage than I probably ha- have. I think it's amazing. And, he sh- and, and they say, you know, I had a bad week. You know, something happened. Mm-hmm. I gained 10 pounds. Here's how I'm going to lose it. And, they, and they're just honest with everybody. Yeah. I think it's, uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I think Richard recognized that he wanted his entire online community of friends to basically, like you said, both get on him, but also be his support system. Right. So that if, if, yeah, if he has, if he has questions, if he just, has a really bad day and everyone's saying, Hey buddy, don't worry about it. It's just a day, you know, you'll get past it. It's really helpful. I think to have a community when you're doing anything, you know, when you have any sort of Mm -hmm. challenge or problem, if you've got a group behind you that, you know, they've been through the same thing. It's so much better for you. Well, for sure. I'm even thinking of this today, like my own personal situation, you know, I, like, mm-hmm. like going by weight, I'm five eleven. I weigh about 190 pounds. Let's say I, I, years ago, I used to weigh around 170. So I've gained 20 pounds, you know, oh, say five years ago, and I've been relatively steady since then. I could lose weight. I don't feel like I'm like, I'm a little overweight, but I don't feel like, like if you asked me to describe myself in five adjectives, one of them probably wouldn't be overweight. It's not how I define myself. No, definitely. So my thing is, it, it's an important thing for me to eat healthy. It's an important thing. And I have to eat differently now since I got celiac um, disease. But the thing is, is that mm-hmm. I like for me, I don't feel that like over desire, over overwhelming urge to say I need to lose weight. So if a bunch of people go out to eat dinner, I might get something on the, on the menu that's a little more fattening because, you know, it's not a big deal for me right now. Right. And that w- is what I think even makes it harder because like, if you're in like, like Jen, you said, you're in a position where because of, you know, the, your eczema, you gained all this weight, you want to take it off. It's like a, a monumental undertaking. You want to start for me. It's like too, it's too easy not to do it. And that's where it gets – and you don't want to be the guy on Facebook who's like, hi, everyone. I need to lose five pounds. Be my support system. Well, it's, it's hard. Yeah, you know? but it, I, will say, I will say that I failed many times, many times because mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to lose weight. And then I would like do something extreme. Like I would work out mm-hmm. to the point where I couldn't get out of bed the next morning mm-hmm. or I would yeah. starve myself to where I was just starving. And you can't, mm-hmm. you can't do it that way. And literally mm-hmm. the only thing I did – was make different choices yep. instead of, you know, frying, I would grill or instead of, um, and, and I still splurge. Oh, of course. Uh, you you kind of have to, away. you kind of have to <laughs> every now I and mean, then. At my, yeah. heaviest, at my heaviest, I got up to about two thirty nine at my heaviest. And right now I'm very, I'm sitting very comfortably at about one ninety five. Yeah. And Yay, I've, I've put on a little, I take off a little, I put on a little, um, and so, um, my goal is my, in my, um, weight category and my height, I'm five, almost five, four. Mm-hmm. So for what is considered non morbidly, hugely obese in my category is like one thirty. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what is like the goal weight. My goal weight is like one seventy. Yeah. Like I, I think, and if I get to 170, then we'll see. But I don't have any desire to ever starve myself. Or, like, and honestly, right. like, I'm glad you Can I just say, too, that, you know, um, my mother doesn't listen. I'll use her as an example. She's 5'4", so she's your same height. And, you know, for years when we were growing up, she struggled. She always wanted to lose weight and this and that. And, you know, and she has. And her doctor at one point said to her, he's like, listen – According to these charts, like you just said, 
you should weigh 130. He's like, if you weighed 130, like you would look anorexic. He's like, I never want you to drop below 150 because basically her bone structure is such that she really shouldn't be less than that because she just doesn't look, she doesn't look healthy. Like sometimes, yeah. And the thing is sometimes it doesn't matter what those charts say. Like honestly, Jen, if you were 130, I don't think you would look like you. You would, you would look like you're starving yourself. I would be a supermodel. Did someone just yell heavy (laughs) boobs? No, I said that I would like to keep some fat on because I like having boobs. Oh, yeah. okay. and boobs it's one of the first places you lose. Sadly, yeah, that is it's very not true. fair. But um, but yeah. So yeah. So you know, at some point, like you said, you just say screw these charts and you do what's right for you. And as long as you're feeling yeah. good, well, then I'm a bit weird shaped right now. My legs have thinned. My underarms have thinned. Mm-hmm. My neck has definitely thinned. But my stomach, because I can't sit and do crunches. Yeah, but that'll, that'll it's happen a bit in time. Odd yeah, that'll, it well, you, will. Know that, you know that crunches don't directly take fat off your stomach, though, no, right? No, you're right, but it no, doesn't just help. Build up you, the muscle. you just build up your, your stomach muscles. for it. You'll, yeah. have a, you'll have a six-pack, but... I'm good with that. Do you no, guys, that is not a goal. Do you guys yeah. know... I read this one time, and it kind of grossed me out. I don't know. Um, <laughs> do you guys know what your abdominal muscles are for? Beyond, like, balance and all that. Like, For pooping. No. Like, their actual function is to hold your internal organs in place. Because if you didn't have them, your intestines would spill forward. Right, and you you it. It's so weird. <laughs> That's not gross. Wow. That's interesting. It's just interesting, I guess. Because you don't, your skeletal structure ends right. in your lungs, right. in your chest. So, like, you have nothing holding in, in back, chest. like, all your, your internal organs except for your abdominal muscles. Mm-hmm. That's gross. Mm. So literally, I guess that's a fear when you have a C-section that all your organs could come tumbling yeah, out. Yeah, I guess. That's frightening. Yeah, that is. Oh, my God. <laughs> Previously on the walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, I know that I have failed many times and, and I've been so aggravated and frustrated with my weight over yeah. the years. And like I sympathize to people because it really is hard. It really is not you. You can't go. I'm going to lose weight. You literally have to change how you're doing things. Yeah. Everything in your life has to be different. Yep. The way you think yes. about things, and that is that's really hard because sometimes you're really comfortable and you don't want to change. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing too, mm-hmm. which I have to think is when when if you're overweight, the, the part that's unfair is if you're overweight. I think society judges you because people assume, oh, you must not just want to lose weight. But where you were saying before. Genetics plays a huge role in it, you know. Well, environment, does environment, and, and your particular like makeup, like you said, is that because you had some crazy reaction to a latex thing, you had so much struggle yeah. for, that you shouldn't have had. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that. I mean, I wasn't this. Big, I wasn't as big as I had got ever, and and I, I don't think I ever would have reached that weight had that not happened. I mean, I will say that. But, you know, I did give up after a while. You put on 40 pounds and you're like, well, fuck. Well, let me ask you this. <laughs> Jen, let me ask you this. When you were blow drying your forehead, you know, when you were you constantly, you know, you're not even yourself anymore because you're aging so much. If someone said to you, yeah. I can make it stop right now, but you got to gain 60 pounds, would you have said that's a fair trade? At that point, I would have. I would have cried the entire time. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, basically, what they did say, they said, we're going to put you on all this, and a side effect is you are going to lose weight. 
but I was out of my mind. Right. You just yeah. don't know. That's the thing. So it, I think some people get judged. Oh, look at her. She gained 60 pounds. Well, yes, but she's like, there's extenuating circumstances. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Some, you're right. People right. do get judged. Yeah. yeah no, you're you, right. You could be rain, raising two kids, be sick, have a thousand things going on. If you're wearing underwear, yeah. it's a victory for the day. <laughs> Well, and, that's, and, like, right. and that implies you're lazy if you've gained weight in the process. And, you know, and, and can I just say that, like, you know, what going back to what Jen said a minute ago, is that, you know, women are not meant to be these stick figures that have no curves. I mean, there's right. there's this woman that um, works where I work. And honestly, like, I'm not trying to be mean here, but she has the figure of, like, a 12-year-old boy. I mean, she's so skinny, like ridiculously skinny that everyone who sees her is like, oh, God, girl, go eat a hamburger. Like, you look disgusting. <laughs> like, so there's definitely, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to be at the other end of that spectrum either because you just don't right. look, you don't really look good either, you know? What, yeah. One thing I'm, because I'm not sure if everyone's still, if you want to talk about, you know, like different ways of exercise or whatnot. I want to know how, how Robert's losing. I mean, is it just choices like I did or are you, you're working out, you're doing P90X and stuff. Right. A lot of a lot of my weight loss I would attribute probably more to the workouts than to really? the to the to the food choices. Mm-hmm. Um I've been kind of annoyed with uh okay, so breaking down what's happening for me the past like month. So I like I got down to one ninety two a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I'm sorry, about a month ago, technically now. Um and then I started plateauing. Oh. And so I was like, okay, got to deal like figure then I increased my and I increased my workout and I actually gained like 3 pounds. Like I ate less and did <laughs> Yeah, it's more workout and I gained 3 pounds. I'm like there's but no is way that I can muscle? Gain 3 pounds of muscle. Yeah, I know muscle weighs more, but it's like really 3 pounds of muscle in a week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Anyway, but um so I'll punch kind of anyone your hand will go right through their head. Exactly. <laughs> um and then, but then I'll admit in, in full disclosure, uh, with all of the, the birthday happenings, uh, with family, cause I had my birthday and my dad's birthday was last week. So for the past couple of weeks, we've had a bunch of parties and so. There's been a lot of cake, hasn't there? A lot of food. <laughs> I'm very lucky. There's been ice cream. <laughs> yeah. I, I know I, it. Yeah. So I, I'm very happy that my body, my body's birthday present to me was not gaining anything from all the yeah, birthday yeah. activities. Yeah. Uh, oh, someone's but, moving around. I'm sorry. Someone's moving around a lot and they're possibly dragging a sled behind them. It's not me. It's the baby. Oh, that's fine. That's not, okay. Ugh. Emma can do whatever Emma wants. trying to eat the microphone and I've had to like push her away and then. So can I just tell you today at work, I'm walking around. Remember how when, when Lee was. A few months old, I was showing everyone I ever met pictures of Lee. I'm starting to do that with Emma. It's really kind of fun. I'm glad. Good. 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 I'm sorry, Bob. Please. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm just, I'm just laughing. I just <laughs> gone for a week Godfather. and we come back and it's like, oh, how I. I need. I, I wish I had one. I wish I had one of those wallets. Remember they used to have the things where the credit cards would like drop down and you get all like fifty of them. Just put pictures of Emma and just yeah. drop. Oh, do you, have you seen her? You do something like that, but. Now, let me ask you this. This is just the thing, because I know sure. Danielle's interested in this, and I know Sue's definitely interested in this because of where she lives, but how much of it is how you shop for groceries, how you prepare meals? Oh, well, I was eating a lot of fast food before, because yeah. I was just tired That'll all the time. It. When you have no energy, you mm-hmm. can't cook. Yep. And now, right. you don't eat fast food anymore, ever. That's great. Yeah, I rarely <laughs> eat fast food anymore. 
Yeah. Well, we pretty much don't because we can't. Because when you have a gluten allergy, you can't just go have a burger because you can't eat the yeah, bun. Yeah, feeling. You know, right. so that we probably eat out very, very rarely. Well, we we well do. we eat out, but we don't we have do. fast food. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. I I eat out a fair bit, but well, recently I've eaten out a fair bit. But yeah, you're right. Fast food is not. Yeah. Yeah, and the, and the thing something I seek out. Yeah, and when yep. we started eating gluten free, the thing in the beginning was okay. When you picture in your mind gluten free food, you picture you're eating cardboard or something, and you picture you know very dry pastries, or you picture you know all of these substitutes or things that you've eaten, and, and it just tastes terrible. So in the beginning, Danielle was trying a lot of different recipes that would create something that you could eat and have no earthly idea it's gluten free. Mm-hmm. So for a while, the priorities on getting something that you would enjoy eating that you would want to eat that you're happy eating and secondary to that is oh by the way is it going to make me gain 150 pounds yeah. if you did it so it's, yeah. it's one of those damned if you do damned yeah. if you do so you I have think, to kind of yeah um, I mean going gluten free I think sounds really scary to a lot of people and you think you can't eat anything anymore and the thing is you know if you don't like to cook and you don't like to bake then you're going to have to rely on store-bought gluten-free food. And a lot of it's not very good, and it's all overpriced. Right. It's definitely all overpriced oh, so for expensive. what it is. So if you don't want to pay 6 or $7 for this tiny loaf of bread, you know, you have to kind of accept the fact that you're going to have to make it at home, which for me worked out just fine because I bake anyway. But what I found most interesting about switching to gluten-free is that I make – so much more at home now than I ever did before. Like, you know, all of our bread, tortillas, you know, English muffins, everything, anything mm. you can think of, I don't buy it. The, so you when know, can I come back? <laughs> Whenever you want. And the only thing is, <laughs> like, you know, the only, the only thing is it does take up more of my time. Um, well, yeah. But I do have moments where I know if I'm going to have a really busy week or I'm just tired, you know, like you said, you you don't really want to cook is then I'll break down and I'll buy like pre-made bread or pre-made bagels. But that's very rare because I don't like spending so much that I feel like I'm not getting much for my money. Um, Mm. Right. Right. And can you freeze it? Can you make it and freeze it? Oh, I do. That's what I do. Like if I make English muffins, let's say it makes eight good sized English muffins. We'll like maybe eat two for dinner or with dinner or whatever. And then I'll freeze the rest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now let me ask you this because this is one thing I found, especially with the gluten-free bit. Do you find there's a component of it that makes, you know, eating differently or eating better for yourself socially awkward? Like if there's, if Mm -hmm. a bunch of people want to go out to a particular place and you can't eat there. Or you don't want to eat something like you don't want to eat fast food, let's say, you know, do you feel awkward by saying, oh, no, you know, that's OK. I'll pass, <laughs> you know. Well, we. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I send a message to um, somebody who I know just lost a whole bunch of weight asking if it was OK if I shared his story. Mm-hmm. And he just sent me back a message that said I could. Oh, so um, <clears throat> for me. We don't. I don't do fast food except for we have one fast food place here that um, has their meat is free range. Mm. They're um, sustainable. Yeah, so it's good. (laughs) So it's kind of like an In and Out. (laughs) Yeah, it's more expensive, but it it's decent. Yeah, and so we'll eat there every once in a while, and we do do pizza. Mm -hmm. Well, we used to. (laughs) 
Yeah, we still do. We well, just we still do, but it's gluten-free. I make pizza. Yeah, we make our own now. It's it's better. <laughs> it is mm-hmm. better. But for the most part, we don't go out because we don't like a it's lot of the so, restaurants. Yeah, the yeah, biggest place yeah. is Mexican. And when we go out for Mexican, mom and I always split the meal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that works out. I'll take y'all to Mexican. Y'all got to come here. <laughs> okay, pro tip. Pro tip for weight loss. Okay. <laughs> if you go anywhere out to eat, regardless of what you eat, ask your waiter to box half of your meal and only bring out half of your oh, meal. And bring no. out before, your so before you even eat, yeah, box before up half you get to of see it. The plate, mm. just pick half, get rid of half of it, and box it for you. Although so you another thing, plus, then you have lunch for the next day. Another yep. thing is I've trained myself to stop eating when I'm full. When I reach that moment yeah. where you're like, hmm, mm-hmm. I could keep going. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I stop. Yeah. Like that is something that before, because it's good and you just want to yeah. eat it all. And mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I love that you brought that up. Um, there's a book I have. It's called Eat for Health by Joel Furman. He's a, he's a doctor and his whole big thing is he's a nutritarian, which means you eat mm. the foods that are the best for you. Meaning they have antioxidants and anti-cancer Avocado, properties. And, pumpkin, yeah. Like yeah. all these naturally really high nutrient foods. And one of the mm. things he says that I found so interesting, he's that is that a lot of times when we're eating, especially if it's sort of that mindless in front of the TV eating, he's like, you're not even really hungry. He's like, but you're bored and you want to eat and it tastes good. And, you know, so you sit there with a box of chips or whatever. And he's like, but you're not really hungry. And I thought that was really interesting. So now, like, when it gets to be later on at night, I try to ask myself, okay, are you hungry or are you just thinking you want to do something with your hands? You know what I mean? Because chances are I'm not hungry and I don't want to eat. So I just I like that you said yes, that you need to stop. I was about to say you stop when you're swim. full. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Agreed. Or like I, you know, I started. Can we all stop? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say I have not gotten into a workout regimen, and I really should. But pretty much functioning day to day feels like a workout. Yeah. <laughs> So mm-hmm. I, James is like getting up every morning and going walking with the kids and and I'm like, oh, I just lay in bed while he goes because I'm not even there yet. Yeah, Eventually, but that's maybe. all right. That's your resting but, time. That's your you time. <laughs> I don't get alone time. Yeah. And so I just relish. I don't even get bathroom alone time. Like, really, you try to imagine not having alone time. <laughs> right. Oh, man. So, yeah. It's just a lot. Yeah. My thing for when I get hungry in the evenings now is tea. I'm drinking a ton of tea. Welcome to Texas. (laughs) Pro tip number two. Drink tea. Yeah. And water. A lot of water. Tea and water. Yeah. The green tea. I can't do the green tea. We started doing that and it just makes my body feel. I can't even do unsweet tea. I just think it's gross. It's like sour water. I'd rather just drink water. You know what the funny thing is, is I can't drink sweetened tea. Like it tastes disgusting to me. Like, well, then they're doing it wrong. Well, no, 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 no. Like, well, I, I'll take like, just like green tea or like just unsweetened tea. Mm-hmm. And I, it's perfect for me. Like if I, I've seen people like take green tea and put milk in it. Ooh, or any milk. other kind of teas, like no. milk. Yeah. Um, I put honey. I okay. always put well, honey in my tea. Is- this you is really bad. Clover honey in tea. Like th- when you're drinking tea to drink tea. Like I drink sweet tea like all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I can't stand sweet tea. See, I just do the um, honey because the honey, it tastes good, but it also, I feel like it makes my throat feel really good. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not bad for you. And it, yeah, it's not bad for you. all kinds yeah. of antibiotic yeah. qualities and things like that. Yep. I, I'll tell you, here's my tip, and it has nothing to do with weight loss. If you get a puncture wound, mm-hmm. put t- honey on it. Really? Because honey draws. Hmm. It will draw the poison out. Interesting. Hmm. I just have always used mud. Yeah, well, mud works too. But hmm, but honey, I, honey would you know look better, smell better, <laughs> and, and smell better. <laughs> honey and honey has antibacterial properties. Right. Yeah. So not only does it draw, but it also has this stuff that'll you know kill things. And mud probably doesn't always have that. That's out, true. Although mud is That's true. Is more drawing. All I know is I so got stung by a bee once, and my mother put mud on it, but it it worked. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. chamomile mm. tea works too mm. for that everybody's facebooking me tonight it's crazy <laughs> i have started and this is very bad and I, I have not talked about my weight i am very large um i'm sure that i am over the obese range so there's that uh I eat oh hey well. i'm still morbidly obese on that thing but and, and i don't exercise as much as i should i mean i chase kids all day and i work mm-hmm. on the farm but but I have Since to, my knee has gotten bad, I don't do as much of that as I should either. I just have to say, your definition of exercise, though, I'm picturing you pulling a tractor. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think possibly your threshold for what exercise <laughs> is is possibly a little off kilter. Well, and, and it has changed a lot um, since my knees are not as good. And, you know, if I'd lose weight, then my knees would be better and things would probably work out all the way around. But... I, I'm not at that point. So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But back to the tea. I found I, I'm a coffee drinker, but I have to have creamer in it. Oh, me too. I, like, I need to have the half creamer. And half. I just like milk. I just use half and half, which is worse. Well, I use the international creamer and I found Cold Stone vanilla ice cream creamer. And it is really mm-hmm. good in hot tea. <laughs> it's like cream, and it's very, very bad. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know how healthy that is, Sue. But... <laughs> I know it's not healthy. But it's it's when you start putting the fudge in your coffee when, um, in the morning. Well, when I was in a, when I was in culinary school, I went and I, all I did was study pastry. Um, our pastry chef instructors would always make coffee in the morning, and they put heavy cream in their coffee. <laughs> it's like now that is indulgence right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Isn't it? It's yeah, a little too. To it's a little like too that. rich. I just go for a little bit of half and half. But yeah, <laughs> it's funny. When we well, have leftover whipped cream, when we make our homemade whipped cream, mm. we we sweeten our homemade whipped cream with syrup, maple syrup. Mm, that sounds good. Instead of sugar. That does sound really good. And then we uh, use it. I use it in the morning if we have leftover in my coffee, and that's pretty so good. Oh, you're making us hungry now. <laughs> How is it that we have the weight loss episode of POV Weekly, and we want to leave it by getting hot fudge Sundays? No. No. Just say no. The thing I think to myself, like, obviously this past week is the exception to the rule, but, like, you know, and I'll go into my workout regimen, because I think, Sue, not Sue, I'm sorry, I think Jen wanted to know, so I'll answer that in a second, but is that, like, 
yeah, I could go get a hamburger, but all the work I just put in right. is for nothing if I do. Yeah. And it's just like, mm-hmm. I can't do, like, I just go crazy. Like, I just, then I get like, because it's like for me, like gambling. Like, yeah. I like playing card games, but I hate gambling because, like, mm-hmm. as soon as I get down, I get depressed. And it's like, that money's gone. <laughs> and so it's like, that work is yeah. gone. Like, all those calories burned gone. Well, you have to know your own you know? willpower. Like, for me, yeah. because right. I, the thing is, I, I have celiac disease, but I don't have symptoms of it. So I could eat anything I wanted to tomorrow and not feel sick. One of the reasons people really adhere to the diet is because they're going to feel like crap for three days if they don't. So it's difficult for me to say to, to stick to it because I could easily say, well, I'll just cheat on you know Fridays. But if I cheat on Fridays, I'm going to start cheating on Thursday nights because it's yeah. almost Friday. And Saturday yeah. morning, well, you know, whatever. So the, yeah, you can't start down when, that, when, that when we went to Universal Studios. I knew I wanted to have a butter beer. I actually had two butter beers, and I knew there were some things that I wanted to eat. So the way I treated, the, I did it was, I will only cheat in Florida <laughs> because I'm never there. Because <laughs> of butter beers. Yeah, that was that's my thing. I will, well, oh, it eventually become systematic. Well, well the, the thing with celiac is that you either have it or you don't. It you know, if you have it and you eat gluten, it's doing the same exact thing in your intestine as it is to someone else who has it and gets diarrhea when they have gluten. I mean, it would damage his intestines, and then the damage is cumulative. So it would just build and build until his intestines were so damaged that he did get diarrhea every time he had gluten or, you know, it gets to be that point. So if you know you have it early on and your intestines are healthy, then that's great because you can stop the damage and you'll never get right. to that point. It's a freak thing I found out I had And the it. thing is, is that, you know, the majority of your immune system is in your gut. So if you have a healthy, right. you know, immune, a healthy intestinal system or, you know, whatever, you're, you're pretty good. I mean, you, you definitely don't want to mess with it. <laughs> That's the most we've ever talked about my bowels. I'm sorry, that crazy. was very personal. <laughs> <laughs> that was no, very is there a personal. Lot of celiacs who have poop bags. No, it just um. I mean, like I knew. I mean, because I have diverticulitis, so it's in learning about celiac. Mm-hmm. It's, it's somewhat similar. It's weird too because there are over two hundred symptoms of celiac disease. Some people with it will don't get GI symptoms, so they won't actually suffer. The, uh, you know, like the diarrhea and whatnot, but they have anxiety or they have depression or they have thyroids that don't work right or any number of things like skin issues are another thing with, you know, people with celiac. So, um, the thing is, there's just so many symptoms that you could have it and just not know it. I think that was the scary thing for us is that you could have this seemingly benign thing and you're like, oh, wait, I have celiac disease. You know, it's, it was kind of weird. Um, it was a big wake-up call. Yeah, and the, and the weird thing for me was, I, I've, I think I've told this before, I turned 30, so I decided to have a physical. I had a physical. Well, I've had them before, but I wanted to have them more regularly. And I had a physical, and one of my liver numbers was off. So they're like, we're going to test you for 50 things to see why your liver number's off. When they test you for 50 things, you're going to have five of them. So right. how many of us have 10 genetic you know, illnesses or 10 genetic deficiencies that we would never have known about. And it would never really impact you, but, but you that's know. why, but, it, but you can see the effect of it. You, you see people all the time who are 92 years old who have smoked three packs of cigarettes every day since they were nine and they're fine. And you see, see other people who smoke one cigarette every now and then and get lung cancer. Why did that happen that way? 
Is it their genes? Is it their environment? So it's, it's interesting when we talk about, you know, weight loss and how some people can't lose weight. How much of it is just one of the 15 different genetic deficiencies this person has that makes it impossible for them to lose weight? So it's, it's, it's weird how much of it is beyond our control and how much of it isn't that's good. And yet mm-hmm. how much society is just like, but everyone just blames like, the person. Yeah. We're not going to allow big gulps anymore in New York or, you know, yeah. they're just so mean about yeah. it. If people want to well, be fat, it is their American right. <laughs> but- <laughs> oh, I, I kind of see a little bit of that point because if you do look at portion sizes mm-hmm. from years ago and portion sizes now yeah. portions have doubled or in some cases tripled. Yeah. Yeah. That's and right. we were talking about portions early and part yeah. of one of the things that I, I work at Head Start and an hour of my day, every day I'm at work with children. So Monday through Thursday, I spend eating and we have very healthy food. We are, we are non sugar or low sugar and low fat, low salt. Mm-hmm. And we have an excellent cook, and she serves really, really good food. But we have to model for the kids eating. Right. And that means that I'm having a meal, a breakfast meal and a lunch meal every day I'm with the kids. Well, I've been working double shifts. So that means I'm having two breakfast meals and two lunch meals with the kids. And it really does make a difference because I know that in my room, we eat with the kids and we eat what is served and my kids eat a lot. And I know that in some of the other rooms, the teachers are on special diets or they just don't like the food or whatever. And they don't eat. They put it on their plate and they kind of push it around and stuff like that. And the kids in those rooms don't eat as well. Hmm. So part of it is, you know, the modeling does really pay off. Mm. Yeah. But I'm eating extra meals every day. Because I'm sitting down with two different classes right. to do it. Right. And that I, I know that doesn't help. Yeah. But you're um, right. I you mean, know, I, yeah. I'm not a big snack eater. Mm-hmm. Um, chips, that's, you know, corn chips right. is about the only thing. And almonds that we eat. Mom brings some cookies every once in a while. But, you know, you don't eat the whole box of cookies. You have one. Right. Or maybe two right. kind of things. So it's not that. I, well, and, I do think and, that there there is something to be said about a healthy model for eating food because I think a lot of the girls, you know, there's a lot of problems with especially teenage girls. I'm sure there's in teenage boys Mm -hmm. and in any age, but in teenage girls in regards to how much they eat, Mm -hmm. they go on a date and they don't want to eat food. Yeah. You know, like they think that a boy will think poorly about them if they put food in their mouth. Yeah. Like that is a legit problem. And I think that it's a good thing to show. Well, I remember going on dates and just picking at food, thinking that if I ate too much, it would be considered, you know, I would be less attractive because I wanted to eat or do you know what I mean? Like, well, and isn't it, mm -hmm. and isn't it sad that we put that much social pressure on us that it's like, you know, this is food. We need this to survive. We will not live if we don't eat. I mean, so we shouldn't be embarrassed about the food we eat. You know, it's. Yeah, it's like, I don't know how we all got so messed up about food. And I think what Sue said about portion sizes is spot on. And it's like, you see restaurants bragging about their portion size. And it's like, you know, I don't really want to have five pounds of pasta for dinner. I, I Call me crazy. And like, yeah. I used to think that um, some restaurants that I used to go to, that I don't think they're open anymore, but 
they used to do like those eating challenges where it's like if you can yeah, finish that, yeah, this yeah. plate of food, it's like you know, I, I get that it's kind of funny, but encouraging people to eat that much at once, it's so. It, I don't know. It's so disgusting. Well, it's like, come I on. Get, I get the lunch <laughs> portion whenever we go out. I get the, I ask specifically, can I have the lunch portion? Yeah. Like even if it's dinner. And, and then I still get at least one full meal at home after yeah. that. Like I box up half of it, if not two meals, which is very common. I mean, portion sizes. And I think that is why a lot of countries look at America and like, roll their and, eyes a bit because it is and ridiculous. for some you know and, and that's the thing in some ways they're not wrong i mean they're, they're look at wrong. our look at our portion sizes they are absolutely ridiculous mm-hmm. no one needs that much food at once i mean unless you're gonna go wrestle a bull or something i mean you don't need that many calories it's no, just it's, even then it's sad. but yeah i so, think that especially with like my kids like my my parents rule growing up was you're gonna finish what's on your plate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's not necessarily a good thing. Um, right. Because sometimes we had a lot on our plate. Yeah. Like I remember, yeah. well, anyway, I just am focusing on my kids on like, you eat when you're hungry and you make healthy choices about it. Right. Like mm-hmm. we don't even really, I hate to say this. I don't want to really say it on public, but we don't really do like sit down meals. Really. We just sort of snack <gasps> all throughout the day. I know. Isn't that terrible? Um, we will usually have one meal a day where we all sit down, but we just sort of, um, we just sort of snack all day. There's not really a sit down meat. I mean, we kind of have given up a lot of red beef, which I know I didn't think I could do it, but I've managed, but we eat a lot of like nuts and grapes and apples and chicken and salad. We just snack all day. And so that's so much better for you. It is actually better for you, but it Um, does feel like you're eating all the time. Yeah. <laughs> My understanding is um, the best thing you can do is actually have five meals throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five smaller meals. I mean, not the same, like, so it's like the same amount of food that you would in three meals, but in five meals. Yeah. And what that will do is it also will increase your metabolism. <laughs> Yeah. Because you're constantly eating something, so your body's constantly burning, so your metabolism increases. Well, isn't the way, I was surprised. The way we eat meals, what? I'm sorry, isn't the way we eat meals in reverse? Because usually people have a small breakfast, they have a moderate sized lunch, and they have a huge gym. It should be a it Your be, largest should meal should be really. Before yeah, breakfast. it should be in the middle of the largest meal should technically be lunch, yeah. if I remember Because then oh, you yeah. need, you'll, you'll start burning it off after. Mm. That's how Europeans you shouldn't eat. eat. Like I don't eat past seven. Where yeah, I used that's to snack good though. That, that's good that you don't. But yeah, I think that um oh what was I gonna say? It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember now. I'm trying to remember now because Oh, yeah. that you don't that throughout the day when you snack all day, you literally don't I, I always thought like you eat when you're hungry and you finish when you're full. But when you kind of snack all day, you really don't get full or hungry. You just feel an urge to like eat something and and you just eat, you know, I also thought when people said five meals, I imagined like meat, potatoes and greens, you know, you think of a meal like, but now I realize that like you just get like a small handful of something like some grapes Mm -hmm. or a small handful of nuts and that's a meal. You really, it's what what surprises me is how little the human body actually needs to eat Mm -hmm. because you know, you're, you're being surrounded by massive amounts of food. And so you, you build a mentality of, well, that's a meal. Look at it. It's huge. That's how much I need to eat. And when you say three times or five times or whatever, you're, you literally convince yourself that that is what 
is healthy. Well, if you think about it too, think mm-hmm. about it from like the economic standpoint. If you're a restaurant chain, you're going to not want to be known as the chain that has small portions because the, di- the, right. the price difference between a small portion and a large portion isn't probably too much, you know, in terms of overhead for, for restaurants. And they can always argue, Hey, people can take it home and eat it as a second meal. So they mm-hmm. all go for the biggest portion sizes. And people like me, I'm very suggestive. Like I told on the podcast, um, that time when I go to Wendy's, I get the largest drink imaginable because in case mm-hmm. the world ends, I might need water, you know, to live off of. Right. So I'll, I'll get the largest drink with the assumption that I I can just get rid of what I don't want. How often do you do that? You know, if you get a small meal and you eat it and you're done and you're fine, that's one thing, but you may get a, you know, a huge burger and fries and everything and say, Oh, I'll just bring this home. But you never do because some things aren't conducive. But here's to the other home. thing. You can, you can eat fast food. That's, that's another thing that, Oh, you, I mean, I choose not to because we're eating a lot healthier mm-hmm. now. Um, and, and personally I like the, homemade food better than than fast food I, I, I think it's going down the hole but um I, I imagine when you when you have a soft drink plus you know a, a breaded whatever something mm-hmm. fried like you can if you choose to choose a water instead of a coke you can mm-hmm. choose to eat a fourth of your fries or a third of your fries take the take the bread off your off your hamburger mm-hmm. like you can eat fast food like that is that's the thing that people are like, oh, well, if I'm going to diet, I just can't have any of this stuff ever. Because then you just want it all the time. Right. Yeah. And what right. is the point? Life is short. Eat. Eat what you, yeah. I mean, come on. Mm. Eat what you want. Just do it. And don't be stupid. Like, and here's the other thing. And I know this may sound terrible, but if you do, if you're dying, you want Wendy's. Okay, what? It's like 1,200 calories. Wendy's. It's like 1,200 calories, right? Eat. Right. Skip breakfast. Mm-hmm. Like, have some coffee or something. I know. You're not supposed to do that. Eat Wendy's for lunch. And then just kind of, like, nibble at dinner. Just eat some grapes or some seeds or something and go to bed. And you haven't defeated your ca- – I know that's you're not supposed to do that. But you can. <laughs> True. I mean, okay. Sorry. I have to say something. Uh, I, I agree with what you're saying. Because, I mean, ultimately, when it comes down to late loss is a math game. Mm-hmm. It's calories in it's calories versus calories out. burned. Right. And – You'll yes, still that feel like crap. You'll be tired. You, it's not good for you, but you can do it. <laughs> you can do it. But my, my only thing is like the thing with fast food is, is that it's usually so like even with taking off the bread or even doing all these things, it is so jam packed with things like sodium yeah. Yeah. and sugar mm-hmm. that don't Isn't make sodium that, so good though. <laughs> I actually, my, my doctor once, uh, two things, my, I'll, I'll share that my doctor shared with me a long time ago. One, if you stopped drinking soda you would get, you would lose ten pounds regardless of whatever well, you do. Well, that's a lie. After, after that- a year, like if you stop drinking soda after a year, you would have magically lost ten pounds. I give up. The other soda. thing is, is yeah. like he told me, like what? And I don't know how true this is, but basically what he said is by eating fast food once in a month, once a week, you're basically defeating most of your workout for the entire week. I could buy that if you have really? once a week. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if he's just trying to scare me. But, but once a week that, is a lot. For that's fast kind of food. a lot. I mean, if you, if you think, think about, about it, yeah, that's a lot. Like, so I don't know how yeah. true that is, but I'm just saying that's what, what I wanted to share. Well, one thing that. I've noticed too is like the time in which you eat. Like, for example, like if Danielle and I go out for lunch and say we eat around, say we have breakfast at eight in the morning and then we, we're out shopping, we get dressed, we, we, we're around the house, we get dressed, we go out, we go shopping. And then we say, let's stop at the restaurant for lunch. And we eat lunch around 2.30. Mm-hmm. We might have, you know, like I might get a burger, she might get something, we might share an appetizer or whatever. So we eat a lot of food. 
I may genuinely like six o'clock at night. I don't feel like dinner. And mm-hmm. and like, well, then I would do like what Jen said. I would yeah, eat like an apple, I'll with eat some grapes or something. or something. But it's not that I feel like yeah. I'm starving myself. Or I'm saying, okay, if I eat this, I can't have dinner. If you adjust the time in which you eat, you may not want dinner, and you may be hungry the next morning. But like yeah. Bob said, it's a, but, it's a math game. You know, it's a math game too, and it's it's. But it's also what's in those calories. You want to make sure Bingo. you're getting everything your body needs to function at its best and to not get sick. And, you know, it's making sure that if you're having 500 calories, like, oh, okay, but am I getting the vitamins and the fiber mm-hmm. and the protein that I need, right, you know? Right. Um, and, you and know, for... The point was just that you don't have to, like... Oh, yeah. Oh, believe me, like, yeah. Like, right. yeah. Blue like, I still eat burgers every now and then. I just don't have them that much. <laughs> I mean... You don't have them weekly. Exactly. We have one um, this week, but no. Like one thing that I, you know, that I try to do when I approach meal planning and whatever is just always making sure that there's, at least on my plate, that there's like more vegetables than anything else. Like, am I eating enough greens? Mm-hmm. Am I eating enough fruit and veg? You know, um, you know, I'm trying to get better about it. I went through a phase a while back where I was very good. I ate almost no sugar. Like it. I felt great. It was really hard because I work in a bakery. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really hard not to not <laughs> to nibble. I know, but I felt great. And then slowly, 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 kind of like, oh, I'll just have a cookie every now and then. I'll be now, fine. Then you know you what give I mean? up gluten. So then it gets really hard. But it's like <laughs> um, one of my favorite favorite ways to get like a lot of good stuff all at once is to make a smoothie. So like we always mm-hmm. will have smoothies for breakfast full of. Um, we use almond milk as I like the taste of it, but, and we'll use that and like nonfat yogurt, um, and lots of fruit and that'll be breakfast. And then what I've been trying to do now is like when I get home in the afternoon is I'll make more of like a vegetable smoothie so that it has some fruit enough to make it taste sweet, but I pack it like full of spinach or kale or something really good for me so that like, at least I know I'm getting all these good nutrients and I can drink it and it actually fills me up and I feel really good. So I'm trying to like get back into that because, you know, it does make you feel like really energized and See, and I yeah. find that really impressive because I probably will never be a smoothie maker. Well, let me say this. Well, the I thing is, <laughs> I want to chew. The thing is, like, I I, I spent. Uh, I'll admit, I I spent a lot of money to get a really good blender. I got a vitamin. Yes. I got a Vitamix. And Richard got one. Too. And the thing is, like, I kind of feel like if I don't use it every day or even more than every day, I'm not getting my money's worth. So. And this thing, <laughs> this thing is a two-horse... Money is a powerful thing. It's very I powerful. Mean, I two-horse like powers. smoothie for dessert, yeah, but I, I don't think I could do a lunch smoothie. Um, Yeah, and, like, the other day when I was at work, like, I work at Whole Foods, so I have access to really, you know, like, really great healthy food. food. So for lunch, I hadn't brought lunch with me, and I had been feeling kind of like weighed down. I'm like, oh man, I need to like eat better. Like I'd been eating too many pastries and sweets and whatever. Um, so I just, we have a juice bar, like an organic juice bar. So I went and got, um, I think it's called like the revitalized juice and it's like carrots, cucumbers, mm-hmm. um, lemon and apples and ginger. And that was my lunch. And believe it or not, like I, I made sure I made it last like the whole half hour lunch break. I drank it slowly. And honestly, like I didn't feel hungry mm-hmm. afterwards. Like I felt pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like I felt good that I hadn't had anything heavy. Um, so I'm not saying I could do like the whole juice fast thing, but 
I guess, oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, you need to eat food. But I think, like, mm-hmm. every now and then as a meal replacement, I could do it, but just not all the time. I'm wondering, well, because... Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I've said before, she accidentally put corn in the smoothie one day, and I didn't know because the thing... Yeah, well, it blends the hell... You could stick a shoe in there, it would break it down. Well, that's it's what like, I want. <laughs> it's, like, pretty green. <laughs> so what I'm basically... It's one of those blend tech blenders. It's like, will it blend and throw in an iPhone? Yeah, well, basically oh, what I'm man. saying is if you don't think your smoothie, Jen, is something that you can eat, just put some bacon in it. But you could also play around with. I like the thing is, you can play around with how you know you could make it more like the consistency of soft serve ice cream. If you put like a lot of frozen fruit, I'm just saying I would rather eat a spinach salad. Yeah. I'd rather eat the leaves right. than mush them into a smoothie. Right. I mean, but then again, I'm also working with baby food, yeah. and it kind of removes all appetite. From anything smooth. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I think the one thing for me about, like, the green smoothies is just personally I find them pretty refreshing because they taste, like, really so clean and so, like, healthy. I like drinking them, but, yeah, I mean, I guess I could see you're having, like, strained peas or whatever. You don't want to eat them. I just would rather chew. I think that should be my new T-shirt motto. I just would like, Although I it is, I would rather chew. just eat the berries. It is important. Jen is pro it, it, it is important though <laughs> if you're having like spinach and greens to chew them really, really well, so that you're getting really? all of the. Because otherwise, you're not getting all the nutrients because you have to break down all the all cell the walls in the like in the greens. So that's the other benefit of like if juicing or making smoothies is that it's breaking down all those cell walls. So you're just absorbing all those nutrients. Okay, you've convinced. So that's me. the other reason I do it. <laughs> So, Jen, just make a small smoothie yeah. and then eat a smaller yeah. portion. You know, I probably could do, like, freeze them and eat them like a popsicle. You could do that. It's yeah, you could do that. Texture. Yep. I have never disliked. Green popsicles. <laughs> or, I don't know, it's that texture. Yeah. That's a good idea, Jen. I might do that in the summer when it's, like, unbearably hot. I'm going to make a green smoothie and freeze it. <laughs> There you well, go. That's the only way that I've been able to like, I, well, I have been creative with feeding Lee yeah, lately. Yeah, um, yeah I saw your peanut butter. <laughs> See, like, he's just yeah. at that age where he doesn't want anything, right? He just won't eat anything unless it's peanut butter and, and jelly. Although I have just substituted honey now. I just don't even let him have jelly. Um, I mean. Um, I used to love mac and and honey. Oh, my gosh. Well, so I put squash and carrots and everything else yeah. in mac and cheese. And I put, I just put everything in peanut butter because peanut butter just masks whatever. Yeah. He just won't mm-hmm. eat anything else, but he eats it. Hey, then you're doing it right. <laughs> he won't eat cereal. He won't eat, you know, he just won't eat anything. I, I tried to get him. I'm a huge oatmeal fan. Yeah. Like I love oatmeal. He won't touch it. And like, that makes things difficult because I'll make breakfast and he won't want it. And like, Right. When I was a I don't kid, know. I loved oatmeal. I loved it, but I couldn't say it. I would say like Oatmo. <laughs> but I used to love it. I still love oatmeal. Well, my doctor was like, well, just let him starve and eventually he will eat. Ugh. And we went three days. I mean, he was still drinking, but he just became lethargic. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. you know what? You can have a peanut butter and jelly. Like, well, and so like I you just, make him his own chicken nuggets. I mean, I well, yeah, I do. He doesn't eat them. You serious? Don't eat anything. Uh, that's frustrating. So it's just a total. I'm just having to be like the most creative. He'll grow out of it. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so because right now I'm just pulling my hair out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what else would you? Do? What else could you do other than what I'm doing? No, like, you're doing it right. I mean, and no, sweet peas and perfect. peanut butter. Yep. Like it's gross. <laughs> 
Well, does he does he like popsicles? Yeah, I mean, you could always make like your own fruit, like all fruit. Oh, I you do. Know? That's, yeah. what, that's what I was thinking. I had just made, except that I'm too lazy to buy like popsicle trays, so I just put like sticks in ice yeah. cubes. Yeah, that works. <laughs> so he does like oh, little sure. or like in a Dixie cup or whatever it works. Yeah, he's little. They don't need big ones anyway. Yeah. Does he still eat like? So, does he still like yogurt and stuff? Because I remember he would eat that like when he was. He does, and it may be. I mean, he'll eat applesauce. He'll eat yogurt. Yeah. If I cut it up and like force him he'll eat apple slices yeah but like he won't touch meat hmm. and so i've had to substitute like he loves cashews he loves um oh what are those ones that, i can't think of the name suddenly where you take them out of the shell peanuts that's all nuts no pistachios, oh, pistachios. He loves pistachios. Yeah, yeah. i'm not sure how healthy those are well but like he loves and i think you know meat is supposed to be a I mean that's a protein, right? Yeah. But I right. think and, like I uh, think most eggs. does he eat most eggs? Kids go through that sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, but eggs are a protein. Like, a lot of protein. We're in year two. <laughs> like I hope that we outgrow it, but right. But James doesn't eat anything either. I do the same thing for James's food. I miss. I mix like well, cauliflower in his in his mashed potatoes and stuff. Yeah. Thankfully, Ryan. Yeah, is when I was. Growing up, or actually, my friend, it, it was after I was growing up, her daughter wouldn't eat meat. She just wouldn't. And they they tried to make her eat meat. They tried different things. And it turned out that she made herself a vegetarian because her body reacted wow. so poorly to the meat. Wow. And, that and so it might just be that. something that he can't he can't actually break down in his body Aww. and that might be why he's staying away from the meat. Well, now, I'm not saying eat. don't ever give him meat, but that I'm, might be what it, why he's choosing that. I found like a low sugar, like it used like applesauce and all sorts of other things, like natural sweeteners. And I made him like pumpkin bread and I told him it was cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I got him to eat that. Yeah. And, like, I tried the same with banana bread, but I couldn't find a banana bread recipe that didn't have, like, 8,000 cups of sugar. Yeah, it's tough with banana bread. It, it does have a lot of And it's, of like, the best thing in the world, but really, I might horribly. Unhealthy. I might have a recipe that I can get you, because this girl that I work with, really? yeah, she's, she's um, there's a girl I work with, she's a healthy eating specialist at our store, and she oh. makes this banana bread, and it's, I know it's, like, super healthy, because... The recipes that she makes are like not allowed to use sugar or even fat. So I think that like let me let me see if I can get it from her. If you yeah. could, I would be so grateful yeah. because he loves bananas. And I bananas. know it's pretty good. Like people have eaten it and they like it. So like I'll um I'm sure it's tasty. So well, I will definitely. And I actually, it. it's a bad time of year for this, but in the summer, remind me and I'll give you the recipe for peanut butter zucchini cookies. Ooh, because oh, they're yum. That does sound good. That sounds, that good. sounds lovely. Mm. I love peanut butter. <laughs> but he loves peanut butter. Well, he loves nuts. At cup least cup. it's protein. I mean, it's protein and some fiber, yeah. too. So, I mean, it's better than nothing. Really? He'll eat mm. some fruit. He'll eat that. It's really the vegetables. Yeah. I mean, he just won't touch yeah. a vegetable. It's like you kind of have Can to I get on the sweet vegetables, kind of like sweet potatoes, and see if he likes those. I've tried. <laughs> so, I just, I'm still, I'll just keep trying. And until then, I'll just sneak him in his food. What are you going to say, Bob? I was going to say, uh, Jen, not to discourage you or anything, but um, I wouldn't touch vegetables until about four months ago. <laughs> oh, no. 
I couldn't like a lot of vegetables would just like make me sick. Like, well, not make me sick, but just like make me sick to my stomach. And I just couldn't stomach them. Really? And basically about four months ago, I had a chat with myself and was like, if I have any intention oh. of getting down to 150 and having that six pack, I have to like vegetables. <laughs> yes, you and do. So, <laughs> and, and so it's, it's slowly I've been starting to eat I pretty much eat any vegetable under the sun now for the most part. Right. But it, 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 I think it's just, I mean, it could just take time. Well, I mean, um, I don't yeah. like potatoes. I have to force myself to eat potatoes. See, I love potatoes. But how much but of that, because like, you're, you're doing everything right with Lee, but how much of that is the way some of us were raised? Like, one of my best friends, yeah. one of my best friends um, got married to one of my other best friends, and she was saying, like, in, when they first started, you know, to date and get married, we would go out to a restaurant, and he would literally, he's, he's my age, he's older than I am, he would sit there with his arms crossed, saying, I'm not eating anything off this menu. And we were going to, like, Panera. And, like, he didn't want anything because he wanted very basic things. It's like the best food ever. Yeah, and now, you know, he eats great. But yeah. even his wife said, you know, I figured out what it was finally. Like, what was it? His Oh, yeah. So, she basically, like, growing up, his mother didn't really cook well. She would just, like, if she made meatloaf, she would just take the, mm-hmm. take the meat, the ground beef, out of the package, shape it into a loaf and bake it. Like she wouldn't season it. She wouldn't put any vegetables in it, like nothing. So he was just used to things tasting very bland. And that's just how he was raised. I mean, my, like my parents took the track, like the kind of like what you said, Jen, if you don't eat that, you're not eating anything. So you learn pretty quick to Mm -hmm. eat what's on your plate. But I always remember liking vegetables more than meat. Like I wouldn't finish like my meat, but I would always finish my vegetables because I've always loved vegetables. But even today, like if I'd rather have something vegetarian than meat, unless it's one of those days when I'm craving a cheeseburger. (laughs) But like, I know. I don't like, I mean, (laughs) we do eat, we do eat chicken a lot or, um, I love like lean, um, like I love like Canadian bacon because it's really lean and tasty, um, and I like red meat every now and then. Every now and then I'll get that craving, and I think it's just my body saying get some iron. Like I need the red beef every now and then, but it's not often, you know. But well, like my favorite yeah. like food is like green food. I love Brussels sprouts. Me too. And I like edamame. Oh, I love Brussels sprouts. I can live on those mm-hmm. two things. And I love cabbage. I love. Like, I have a all freezer cabbage. full of that right now, Jen. Yeah. Sauteed cabbage is so... I love... Yeah, I love cabbage. I especially love, like, red cabbage when it's, like, braised. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't... I still yeah. am not a broccoli fan, like a raw broccoli fan. I love raw broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> I like <laughs> Me too. I love that broccoli. Was like my, that no was like my what. breakthrough vegetable. I love broccoli. I remember loving raw broccoli even as a kid. I would dip it in dressing. Oh my god, I love broccoli. No, nothing beats carrots in that department. I like carrot. I like everything. Honestly, the only vegetable I don't like, and I just think it tastes funky, is um, parsnips. That's the only one I don't like. I have <laughs> developed um, a love for uh, what are those little red bulb bulb things? Beets. Oh. No, 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 no beets. Beets. No, the small Rad- radishes. Radishes. Hate beets. I radishes. Love I love radishes, beets. and I used to hate, hate them. Beets. I love, love cauliflower. Love kale. You hate cauliflower. I just, I meant to say hate cauliflower. Yeah, cauliflower is not that great. It's really not by itself. I don't it's really. Yeah. It's good for you. <laughs> I'd rather have broccoli. We had cauliflower for lunch the other day, and one of the kids was like, "Oh, 
I love cauliflower. <laughs> I wish that was I'd my ra- kid. Yeah, I'd rather have broccoli. I think it's better for you, too. It smells terrible. <laughs> but I yeah, love I like the cheddar cheese soup. I love broccoli that's, like, cooked, like, softened. It has a flavor. Yeah. It's the texture. I don't like the little balls. <laughs> I, I love all of the texture of uh, broccoli. The I, guess I, I guess what I'm saying is I just love all those little balls. It's so good. I'm so glad we haven't finished the season one. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Well, it's 9-10, kiddos. Yes, and yeah, I, say, I think it's time to get it's going. It's time to get going. And I just want to say this. For the last 90 minutes, we've sat in our butts and talked about food. Uh, one of our Puffwanians just weighed in. Now she has lost seventy-five pounds in the last two years. Mm-hmm. In the time, in the time we've been doing this, she did five minutes on the rowing machine, forty-five minutes on the elliptical, and did three miles. Now she's in the pool time. Now she's in the pool for pool time and crunches. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. my bubble's blown. And I was not looking forward to my forty-five minutes of car- my second session of forty-five minutes of cardio later this year. Now, Bob, do you now find I- listening to Perfect Weekly helps you at all? I don't listen to podcasts when I work well, out. That- yeah, I wouldn't either. I'd listen to something like very upbeat. I want to yeah. hear tech well, I- or TV. Or- I take that back. Well, okay. All right, very quickly, because I know we need to go. Basically, what I try to do, like, on a daily basis. Now, I'll be honest. I have the benefit, quote-unquote, benefit of not having a job at the moment. So I do get to spend a lot of time working out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, when I, was work- when I was working and working out, like, I'd usually do, uh, like, 30 minutes of cardio when I wake up in the morning. And then whatever part of the regiment, like, it's usually an, an hour of strength training mm-hmm. or a cardio in the evenings. But lately, I've been also uh, doing about six miles of walking each day in sections. Like, you know, I, I think I talked about it on Spellcast once. There's a lake by my house, not that far from my house. Mm-hmm. And I just walk the lake, nice. and that's about three miles. Nice. Uh, and that's when I'll listen to podcasts. Oh, I'll that's a good to idea. Weekly. Yeah. And yeah. walking and podcasts are a great combo. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. And you can do. I try and walk on lunch, and the other day was the first day of spring, and I decided I usually walk through winter, but I just, I, for whatever reason, I got out of the habit. So I'm like, you know what? It's spring. I'm going to start walking. Here's the problem. It's New England. The first day is spring this year. How much snow did we get? Six inches? Six inches. It was not a good day to start walking, is <sighs> what I discovered. And it snowed again today. Oh, it did. Really? Yes. Ryan, I want short to today. It, we're getting the pool ready. <laughs> I'm coming over. Ryan, yes, I was able to get two eggs to stand. Were you really? Oh, the, sweet. What was yesterday? It was, it the, was the spring equinox. Equinox. Yep. I still have no idea how that jumped. And people said, I don't believe you. You can't do it. And so I said, sure, I can watch. Ladies and, and gentlemen, CJ Craig. So I, I was Are able we? to do it. It's my one, my one uh, gift. Awesome. Yeah. I'm an egg stander. So do we? I, nice. I, so as we head out of here, do we have final um, suggestions, tips? For my last pro tip pro would tip. be um, drink two tall glasses of water before each Good meal yeah. because yes. you, it fill you up before you like it will help you eat less. Think you're yeah, yeah. you'll eat less. Yeah, um, yeah that's my last. Any lots of raw vegetables and fruits. Mm-hmm. You should have more. You should have more raw than anything. I think my my advice to people is just don't try to lose weight. Like don't go into it going, I want to lose forty pounds. Like that is a side effect to making healthier choices. Like right. just make a he- healthier lifestyle. Just change mm-hmm. a, change a few things. 
and you will feel better and you'll be happier. And like, it's not just happier about how you look, but like you feel happier in general, like your life is just happier. And I guess it's endorphins or whatever, but you you don't know how low down you are by what you're eating until you start eating right. And then Mm -hmm. you just feel better. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. uh, Just try not to lose weight. Try to just be healthier. I would just, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Bob. I just, I'm sorry. Well, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, like if I had to tell anybody anything, I would just say, just be really aware of what you put in your body. Read the ingredient list, you know, make sure it's natural. Keep, you know, keep processed food out. I mean, just try to make everything yourself. Yes. And like, like Sue said, raw, you know, organic, organic yeah. if you can. I mean, or just, mm-hmm. just be aware of what you're putting in there. Cause the, you know, the better you put in, the better you're going to feel. And I think, and probably you know what, this is going <clears> to, <throat> sorry, go ahead, Bob. No, I, I want my tip to be like, okay. go ahead. <laughs> uh, this, this makes people mad, but I'm going to say it anyhow. Do not microwave your food. The microwave causes a it molecular, dis- but it, it causes the food to change and then your body stores it and it doesn't pass through your body correctly. Yeah. My uncle, that's all my uncle did. He stopped microwaving food and he lost a ton of weight. Really? And that was the only wow. change he made. So well, and you have to do now my uncle is interesting. He, you know, he lived alone and that's all he did. He he, he just heated leftovers and and once he stopped you're not supposed his, to heat up. Sorry, sorry. I'm just it's it's hitting close to home because you're not supposed to microwave like baby formula or or baby food because it makes it lose its nutrients. Like somebody right. Facebook to me the other day, I don't remember who it was, but they were like, just get their food and microwave it. And I was like, but that defeats the entire purpose of giving them natural mm-hmm. food. You cannot microwave it. That's why right. when you get like a bottle warmer, they have a special like thing that you could put in the top of it that you can set like a, a glass jar on that heats it up naturally with steam instead of mm-hmm. putting it in the microwave. Like don't put it in the microwave. It kills everything. Hmm. Right. Well, I'm going to steal a tip from Danielle because this is something she does, but I see how well it works. We were saying earlier that, you know, you, you don't try and give up something because you'll crave it. And sometimes you're, you're, you're really busy and there's, you've got two screaming kids. So you eat the first thing that you see. One thing I noticed that Danielle does is that at the beginning of the week, she makes a list of every meal she wants to eat that week. And she'll keep in mind her schedule, where we're going to be, if we're going to be running out and the foods that she's craving. So she'll make a schedule. Here's what I'm cooking for the week. And then she'll make a grocery list. Here's everything I need to make these meals plus, you know, healthy snacks. And that's all she'll buy. So Mm -hmm. that's all you have in the house. So we're not going to cheat. And it helps organize you. And especially because one thing that you always say is that, you know, people will spend a lot of money on clothes or video games, but maybe not on food. Right. Because we're not throwing – you should see me. When, when I go shopping with her, our bill doubles. Mm-hmm. When she sends me up for milk, I buy $50 worth of stuff because I'm like, ooh, those look good. If you yeah. stick to it and you just buy the stuff. That- I think that is a fascinating podcast episode in itself. How to Financial. grocery shop. Well, how to grocery shop. And stay on smartly. budget. Yeah. And stay on budget. Yeah. and like. Mm-hmm. Because that is definitely a downside of mine. I'm like, oh, yeah, we need batteries. And oh, yeah. 
And I ended up spending $200, yeah. and really, I just needed 30 And, how many, and how many times do you have three containers oh, of yeah. orange juice? Do I have orange juice at home? I'll just get one, just in case. I know. Yeah. I am the worst yeah. about that. Oh, we'll use it next time. Like, I don't even ever look in my pantry before I make my shopping list. But things are going to change. <laughs> All right. That's that's my mom and mayonnaise. We always have an extra three jars I of know, mayonnaise. We have 15. When Walking Dead comes, Sue will be able to... All right, last pro tip goes to Bob. Okay, all come right. on, Bob. Last pro tip so we can go ahead and bring this to a close. Uh, the Regardless of any and all of our pro tips and anything you may have heard today... Um, Actually, I'm going to make this to clean it too. Just before you go on any sort of diet, make sure to run it by your doctor. Yes. Because uh, that's always a good thing. Because, you know, while you may think you're fat, your doctor may not think you're fat. And it's always a good idea just to run it by their doctors. Right. Um, but what I really wanted to leave off with is that regardless of what you do, I mean, we're all human. We're going to screw up. And it's easy to and yep. it's easy to cheat. It's easy to do all those things. And I think the important part comes in is regardless of what you do or if that you get back up on the horse. Yes. If you eat that, you know, if you eat that hamburger that one day, yeah, it doesn't go with your diet, but then if you like don't go back and work out the next day or you continue to eat poorly, then you're just throwing it all away. So my my only encouragement would be even if you do screw up, don't be afraid to pick yourself back up and really put in the and yeah, I'm just pick yourself back up and get back on the groove of things. And, and make sure you have a good doctor too. You just reminded me when the last time I went for a physical, I got on the scale and it said 190. My doctor said, you're 190. And I'm like, yeah, like, are you going to yell at me now? He's like, I would never guess that you're 190. You look like you're about 165, 170. I'm like, okay, so is that good that I hide my fat well? Or is it like, I don't know if that's good or not. It means you got you, the muscle. You never know how fat you are. Like, that's so thanks. That's nice. Aww. All right. All right. So I think this is going to bring our episode to a close. I believe we're going to be back here next what week. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, I probably will not <laughs> be. Why not? Are you? I, um, <laughs> uh, I am uh, in a. I am a doing a voiceover in a play uh, that Ooh, Thursday night. Fun and exciting stuff. Nice. Yes, it, it's cool. interesting. Um, but, but yeah, so unfortunately, I will not be here. But I think everyone else will be. So. There will be a podcast next week, so be sure to come back next Thursday at uh, 7 o'clock Eastern. 8.30 Eastern. 8.30 Eastern. 5.30 Eastern. Not No, it's Pacific. Anyway. And um, I will be here on time because I don't have to go to work. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I will try to be here on time. Spring break. All right. I plan on being well. All right, so from all of us here at the studios of Potterfic Weekly, I have been Bob. I've been Ryan, and this is actually POV Weekly, but close enough. Whatever it's all been, it's, been. it's a family. Big family. <laughs> <laughs> He's like uh, the stapler guy from Office Space. He's like, I've, I've been Sue, maybe. Kind of. I guess I've been Danielle. Right, that sounds well, so sad. And we'll catch you guys next Bye. week. Bye. Bye. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye.